Hey, this is Tanya. Welcome to the podcast version of Just Salted. Hi, today we're talking interior design and I have our good friend and interior designer Lacey Draymond with us. She's not only the designer but owner of First Impression Interior LLC. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Interior Design from the University of Nevada, Reno, and has been working in the industry for about 15 years. Thanks for joining us, Lacey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, When I was looking at your website, I noticed that your tagline is, you only have one opportunity to make a first impression. What does that mean to you as far as interior design goes? Well, it's very much the same uh, for interiors as it is with your first impression when you're meeting someone and how they within the first seven seconds of meeting you will create an impression that they'll store away and keep forever. And it's really hard to change that first impression. It's very much the same for your home. So immediately when someone walks in your home, you're creating that first impression. So it's really important to design, whether you're living in the home or staging it to sell it, that you really design to create the most impactful first impression and one that will be a good lasting impression. And one that is all about the person so you almost have to step away some of your personal thoughts on it and let them kind of guide you absolutely yeah so there's a difference between staging a home and designing it for someone to live in because when you're designing it for someone to live in you're taking in their personality their personal aesthetic their lifestyle even the architecture of the home where when you're staging it to sell it you're trying to um, appeal to a more broad range of people and personalities and aesthetics so there is a difference in that but across the board it's really impactful to consider that first impression and how someone's going to feel when they walk in that home okay and then I know there's a lot of people I have friends I'm sure you have friends who really enjoy doing their own interior design whether it be for their home or for their office but that's something they love to do and love to be a little creative with What are some kind of tricks of the trade that you can share with them? So I always say don't follow trends. Pick what you like and what your personal style and aesthetic is and design with that in mind. A lot of people really think that there is a rule book and a guidebook on how to quote unquote do design right Mm -hmm. and there really isn't. That's my number one rule is that there are no rules to design. So I think as long as you're not chasing a trend and doing something that isn't authentic to your personal style and taste or lifestyle, then you really can't go wrong. Um, Other than that, I would say um, incorporate a lot of live plants. Okay. Um, That just adds a lot of warmth and not only are there health benefits, it helps clean the air in the space. Um, It absorbs sound and just adds some life. Mm -hmm. Um, to the space, but also pick one common um, element in your house, whether it's a color or a finish or something like that, and incorporate a little bit of that in every room, just so that your whole house is cohesive. Okay. Um, Oftentimes people will have a lot of different things they like, and they'll incorporate a little bit of that in each room, and then it's very disjointed, and there's not cohesion throughout the whole house. So like when we redid your house, We loved using stone and metals and certain finishes like that. And we use a little bit of it in each space. So even though each room has its own personality, there's cohesion because there's that common element throughout your house. So you can use that 
in all rooms. So it isn't just it isn't just one common element. You can have two, three, four common elements that you yeah. continuously use in most all, most of the rooms. Yeah, absolutely. Whether like I said, whether it's a color or a certain um, finish or you know something like that, you can use it in every space. Still give each room its own personality, but. As people are walking through and navigating through your home, it's going to feel cohesive because you're going to see some repetition in those elements. Okay, that makes sense. And then what about, is there any helpful books or magazines that you would recommend that's out there that people can kind of get inspired by? So I personally don't read magazines or design books because it's what I do all day, every day. And I never want to get to a point where I'm doing copycat design. Okay. So although I love to be inspired and stay current on trends and styles and things like that, I really like to stay in my own lane and pull from my personal experiences or my personal aesthetic or travels. And I mean, I will snapshot, you know, take screenshots of things that I'm inspired by and I'll use that as inspiration in a project. Um, but I do, I can, I would recommend referencing hows. You can type in just about anything and get inspiration photos. And I often, um, do direct people to look there because when meeting a new client and trying to understand their personal tastes and aesthetic, um, oftentimes we use different vocabulary and terminology to describe a style or Mm, something mm -hmm. that we like. And so photos, there's no way to misinterpret what someone's style is right. if they show you a photo. So I do like to see inspiration photos, but not to the point where we're trying to mimic or copy exactly what's in that. So okay. um, I think House is a good reference. I mean, obviously there's like El Decor and sure. a lot of great magazines that, you know, I'll thumb through. Um, my personal aesthetic aligns a lot with Restoration Hardware, so I love just Looking browsing at their through their catalog, catalog and getting inspired by new lookbooks. So Okay. That's a good idea. And I love the idea about travel because me and my husband do that all the time. And we're looking at whether it be interior or exterior finishes and taking photos and bringing that back and using it in stuff and projects that we're working on too. So that's a really good tip. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen people make um, when trying to decorate their home? So I kind of already referenced this, but it is a common mistake when people like a lot of different things and they try to incorporate all those different things in one space okay and then it gets just a little bit too much or again it gets very disjointed so they'll say oh i like shiplap and i like metal and i like gold and i like all these different things and they'll just go all in on all of those elements and it kind of is a it can be too much it can be too much it's a mishmash of all these different design elements and i think it's okay to be eclectic and have a variety of things in your home, but just kind of like pick an overall look Have in order to have it be cohesive, just kind of hone in on a few things, kind of like the saying less is more. Okay, that makes sense. And what about in staging? Have you seen some big mistakes when you're going and looking at homes? Yes, so my number one pet peeve in staging is the use of a pop color. Oh, You'll okay. go into a model and you go, this is the red unit, or this is the blue unit or whatever some stagers or designers um will pick a theme color and they will use it to the extreme in every single room in the house whether it's throw pillows area rugs vases it's just like it will throw up that color in the space right it becomes a lot and understanding color theory and the way people react emotionally to color Mm -hmm. i 
often don't use a ton of color and that's just me personally I don't use a ton of color in my designs I like a more monochromatic color palette right me too because I feel like it's more timeless and it appeals to the the most amount of people um can you imagine doing a model home in red and trying to sell however many properties or lots and someone comes right. in and has a total aversion to the color red now they can't even see the home and mm-hmm. enjoy the space and all of that because they've already had this emotional reaction to that theme color for that right. space so, and i love watching hgtv so i've seen some of that happen where they've used like hot pink or really bright blue and that's so not me maybe in a pair of you know, workout pants. I got hot pink, but I don't need it on my wall. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can be very polarizing. And that's kind of the opposite of the effect you want to have on someone if they're not only looking at the home to purchase it, but entering your home. And of course, your home has to be a reflection of you and your tastes and lifestyle. And if there's a color you love, then by all means, go for it. Right. That makes sense. Okay. And I love, I loved having you as our interior designer as much I love doing, picking out my own things as well. And I love being, trying to be creative, but I learned a lot from you, but it was super helpful because I'd have an idea of what I want to do and you could take that and narrow it down for me. And, you know, I want these type of furniture. I want these colors and you could, instead of me having to go to the store or somewhere and have so many things and being overwhelmed, you could just bring a few things over to narrow it down for me. And the other piece that I really loved was you would bring out new ideas and things that I would never think of to do that I love that I have in my home right now. What are, are those some of the things and what are some other things that um, you would promote as far as hiring a interior designer and why it's important to do that? Yeah, well, thank you so much. I loved being a part of this project. It was so fun working with you and Conrad. Thank um, you. And... Yeah, I think it is a collaboration between designer and client. And that's why I really, first and foremost, like to get to know my clients, understand who they are as people and what their lifestyle is like and what their aesthetic is like. Um, Oftentimes after the project is done, I remain great friends like I have with you guys because I do try to dive into their world. I think I couldn't be an effective interior designer if I didn't understand on a personal level what my clients needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. And then from there... um, yeah, it is a, it's a collaboration because oftentimes people do have a general idea of what they like. They just don't know how to pick those finishes out or pull together all of their ideas to have it make sense and be, you know, a co- again, a cohesive design. Right. Or um, So one of the benefits of an interior designer is limiting those options. There's millions of options. Let's say even just tile or flooring. There's so many options. So I will oftentimes go and pick, let's say five samples of each finish. And I will say here are my, this would be my first choice for flooring and countertops and all of this and create almost like a lookbook or a palette for the client to look at. But then I'll also have a few more options so that we can interchange and make a few changes just to suit that client's tastes or preferences a little bit more. So it really is a collaboration. um, And You know, another thing, I want the process to be really enjoyable for a client. And it can be very overwhelming and intimidating. (laughs) I mean, there's a whole different lingo that goes along in this industry. There's, you know, a lot of knowledge that needs to go into selecting the different products based on what the use of the space is going to be, so on and so forth. So um, I try to really take all of that and simplify it for my clients and really keep it a fun and exciting and 
uh, collaborative process. So ultimately we create a space that they are going to enjoy living in for years to come and that they look back on whether it's building from the ground up or a remodel and it doesn't bring back any sort of trauma or, you know, bad experiences. Right. And it is time consuming. And I learned that when we were looking at lighting and I know I wanted to go to the to the appointment with you to look through all the catalogs of the lighting. And you were like, okay, this is going to just so you know, it's going to take a few hours, like block some time out. And it's, you know, there's a lot to look at. You're going to be surprised. And I, I could not, I was blown away with how many pictures we had to look through and just to get to narrow it down to maybe like 20 different types of lights that I can bring home and show Conrad. And, um, yeah, and you're doing that with everything from carpet to paint to furniture to everything that we did. And yeah, you don't realize as the client how many hours it takes to narrow it down. So that's why I think it is really awesome to have an interior oh, designer. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and speaking of lighting, that is something we always referenced it as the jewelry of the home. Right. You create all of the. Um, you select finishes to create an overall look and then you add the lighting and that really brings in the personality. But with that, it makes a big statement. And it as does. you saw, there is such a wide range of style and finish and just the material alone of the lighting, the level of lighting, the tone uh-huh. and color value of the lighting and all of those things impact your space. Um, so you're right. There's a million and one decisions to make throughout the process. It's really nice having clients who can appreciate the time and thought that goes into making all of those right. decisions. But yeah, um, you didn't just run to the store and grab a couple lights and bring them here. You know, right. it was like, oh my. And then it's, uh, yeah, it can make or break everything you've just done. It Absolutely. is the jewelry on top yeah. for sure. What um, is one of the craziest or kind of most interesting design projects that you've done in your career? Gosh, I've had so many. And the spectrum from craziest as in the worst and craziest is <laughs> in the most unique and fun. Um, most rec- one of my most recent fun projects was flying to Hollywood to do kind of a bachelor pad for a family friend of mine. And that was super fun. fun because we got to go to the LA design market and just go to different showrooms and stores that I don't have access to living here in Reno. Sure. Um, and got to go to art galleries on Rodeo Drive <laughs> and it was just a super fun experience. Um, and on the other, on the flip side, at the sure. very beginning of my career, I had a client who was kind of a nightmare to deal with, and she insisted on having a French country decor or style sure. to her home, and it was in a penthouse, modern architecture downtown, and I highly recommended we do something different, mm-hmm. smaller scale, and so on and so forth, and so ultimately... Uh, especially being newer in the industry and trying to navigate that dynamic with trying to please your client and design a style that's going to reflect their personality and style, but then also, you know, stay true to myself as a designer and Mm -hmm. what I was hired to do. Uh, So we went with what she wanted, the style she wanted, and we got it all installed. And the very next day I was called by her husband and said she was crying all night and oh she my realized that you were right it's way too big way too heavy not the right look for the space oh, no. and we want it all moved out and you can do your original design and what was you know uh-huh. originally specced for the space so oh my gosh so um, what'd you do 
So we had to move everything out and uh, start over and do the original designs that I had spec'd. But with that, you have to start over with the ordering and a lot of things were special ordered. So it added to the timeline, obviously doubled the cost. And given that she wasn't a very pleasant person fun. to deal yeah. with. <laughs> she it wasn't just, fun. Yeah, yeah, elongated the process. But anyways, a lot of lessons were learned in that uh, experience. But yeah, we've had the spectrum for sure. That's crazy. I can't imagine sending everything back. I think I would have just punished myself and said, well, that was your fault and now you're stuck with yeah, it. <laughs> but, yeah, so now I'm a little bit more, uh, I don't compromise as much as I used to. Right. And I just, you know, ultimately will take that input into mm-hmm. consideration but then it comes down to try to get hired, a few french pillows and then yeah, call it good. You yeah hired me to do this now you know let me let me uh guide you sure <laughs> that's a good idea um how can people get a hold of you if they're interested in hiring an interior designer or staging yeah so i have a website um firstimpressioninteriors.com i have a house profile and um but i'm kind of old school and then I just like a phone call or a text message. Okay. I'm very um, hands-on in every aspect of my business. So if you text me, I will text you back. It's not an your assistant. Your phone number's on your website? Phone number's on my website. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was super interesting and uh, good luck in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. And congratulations to you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> If you like this podcast, subscribe and follow us on Instagram and visit us at justsaltit.com. Join us and become a member who wants to make your life awesome.